Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Place, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts, as always, Ben and Colin. And boys, today we are talking about one of my all-time yearly kind of favorite things to talk about, the Baseball Hall of Fame. And last year we didn't really get too into it. I know I had that uh, rant where I talked about how it was bullshit, again, how the writers always make it about themselves and how no one got voted into the Hall of Fame last year, which I think is bullshit. But this year, obviously with the baseball strike going on, not a whole lot to talk about in baseball, which I think what makes this year's Hall of Fame kind of uh, controversy a lot more interesting. And uh, there's a lot of good players on it, a lot of controversial players that I'm really excited to talk about. Do you guys have any thoughts, opinions before we dive into this? I just, I'm excited for this episode because I know you have been looking forward to this episode for a long, long time. This is your area of expertise. So, yes, Colin and I are here yes. to let you inform and give our listeners. Uh, I mean, because there's, especially with, we're not to the point yet where a, a lot of these guys on this ballot, especially the ones on the first year, are guys that you maybe watch near the end of the careers, but we're still not at the point where you saw their primes. Like with football, at least we're starting to kind of get to the area where Peyton was just got inducted. Like it's a decent amount of players that all of us who are in our late teens, either that or turn 20 saw, but with baseball, it's still a bunch of guys like Scott Rowland retired in 2012 guys like that who are in their first or second year who are just past their prime. Like we just missed out on their primes, but you still know a ton about and are going to share with a lot of us. So this should be fun. Hey, I see three uh, guys that I watched with my own eyes in a White Sox uniform, so I'm excited. Um, how the hell did Jake Peavy get on this list? I love him, and he's one of my well, favorite players ever. But Jake, we'll get into this, and I think all fame worthy. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, so there's multiple ways we can tackle this. First off, Colin, I know Ben knows a little bit about this subject, but Colin, I'm not sure you do. So what do you know that goes into this whole Hall of Fame process? Uh, well, okay. If, if you know nothing, I can just give you a quick rundown as well. well how as many voters fans. are there? So what's interesting is that – so I'll, I'll go run through the whole process. So a player plays his career. He retires. He then has five years of just a blank period, nothing happening. Before he becomes eligible for the Hall of Fame ballot, go yeah, to Fox what makes you and be a pregame and postgame commenter like Rodriguez well, yeah. and Ortiz? That's what you do in those five years. Yes, exactly. Um, how do you get onto that? I'm pretty sure there's just kind of like a committee that kind of decides who is the best baseball players to retire during that year and makes them eligible for the Hall of Fame. Excuse me. Um, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. So once you make the ballot, there are it, the numbers of voters change per year. And I I honestly don't know how many people are voting this year. I don't know how many voted last year, but the number usually ranges around between 460 and 520 uh, people voting. And these are all guys that work as kind of like just reporters during all these Hall of Fame players' career. And what's interesting about baseball is those same writers vote for these players' awards. 
So the peoples that received MVP, Cy Young, whatever kind of votes, these were the guys that voted for them. And now they have a chance to vote for them to go into the Hall of Fame. So I think it's very interesting. But kind of the rules with the ballot is you have once you are on the ballot, you have 10 years of eligibility. Once you if you don't make it in the 10 years, you don't make it. But however, I think it's about 10 years after your eligibility, you're then eligible for the Veterans Committee, and that's its whole other ordeal, which is kind of confusing, and we're not going to get into for this episode. But you need to receive 75% of the vote to make it into the Hall of Fame, which is very tough. That's why baseball is the toughest Hall of Fame to get into. Now, on the flip side, if you do not receive 5% of the vote at all, you get booted off the ballot and you're not going to return. So it's very, very high stakes. Now, there's two ways we can approach this. And I know we kind of talked about it outside of the podcast here. But we could either do, I give you a player's resume, you guess the player, and you can guess whether, or you can give your own opinion based on the resume I give you, whether they should be in the Hall of Fame or not. And if you're going to vote for them for your 10, because I gave, I sent you those ballots. I'm sure we'll tweet it out on the podcast as well. But at the end of all this, you guys are going to create your own ballots. And also one thing I should mention, which I think you guys already know, but it's, you don't have, you can vote for as many as you want between one and 10 guys. So you could vote or zero and 10 guys actually. So you could vote for nobody. If you want to, you could vote for three guys. Colin, you could vote for, I'm assuming the guys you're talking about were Przinsky, PV, and uh, uh, Burley. Burley. Burley, yes. Oh. So you can vote for just those three guys if you'd like to call it. It's sweet. But yes. So, and the other way we can approach this is uh, so either you guess the player or I give you the resume. How do you guys want to do this? I would, I would kind of go more of the approach of. I kind of give you, or me and Colin kind of give our vote of whether we'd vote them in or not, just because okay. of the fact that I don't know. Actually, I, I, I actually, I changed my mind. If I have the, if I have the ballot right in front of me and you gave me an, a resume, that would be a fun kind of guessing game. It's, it's honestly, okay. this is your segment. I will, I will take part in however you want to. We'll, we'll start off by doing guessing. Okay. Okay. And if you look at the ballot, I think it gives some uh, indicators on kind of tells who who is in their 10th year of eligibility yep. or no it doesn't oh wait yeah yes, it, it does. gives you who's in their 10th year of eligibility and who's in their first yep. so i'm going to give you guys hints right off the bat the first handful first portion of the ballot i'm giving you are going to be first year guys all first year guys yeah, so these are the ones we should be doing guessing for because these are guys where I saw, it, at the very least, the back end of their careers because the real exactly. years that I really remember of watching were kind of like 2011 to 2012-ish on, um, and these are guys that all were still obviously playing in that era. So, All right, let's get it started. For this first player, he played 13 seasons, won an MVP, Rookie of the Year, a World Series champion, a three-time All-Star, a Silver Slugger, and he won a home run derby. Between the years of 2006 and 2009, 
So that four-year span, he got 198 home runs, 572 RBIs, hit 278, which gives out to a 162-game average of 51 home runs and 148 RBIs a season. After he hit his peak and after he had injuries, he hit 230 over the rest of his career twice. He had a strikeout rate north of 30%, and he got a negative war four out of the last five seasons and finished with a career war of 14.7. I was now sorry. Now before now before you guess it, I forgot to mention at the top. War is basically the stat where if you had to boil all bits and pieces of information of a player into one stat, that is war. War is wins above replacement. So how many wins this guy helped the team get over the course of his career? This is going to be the key number for you guys and fans at home. The average number of a major league Hall of Famer is between 50 and 70 points of war. So in that range is the average Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. This guy had a war of 14.7. Who do you think it is? I I was pretty I'm confident there. before you said the injury thing, but now I am about 98% sure I know who this is. I'll let you have it, Colin, but I, I'm pretty confident I know who this is. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Prince Fielder. Mm, I yes. have my vote. I I am pretty confident that this is Ryan Howard. It is Ryan Howard. Yes. Shit. 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 World Shit. Series I, champion. One of the best stretches of all time. Yep. I mean, in four years, hitting too shy of 200 home runs is insane. Um, unfortunately, the injury he got in a playoff game. On the last um, bad of a playoff series, too. What were the years you listed for that like three year stretch? Uh, 2006 through 2009. And see, I just know that's when Fielder was like that was almost like peak Fielder was like those yes. years. My biggest so thing not me because I thought Fielder too, but I knew Fielder's only shot at a World Series was 2012 with the Tigers and they got swept. And I was I thought about it and I was like, nah, there was no place where he just latched on as a veteran and won because he went to Texas and they haven't won. So that's what set it apart. And I knew Philly won one. They beat what it was at the Yankees in 09, I believe. So that was that was and then and then especially once you said the injury thing, because I knew once he came back, he was not good at all. So that's that one. I feel like I feel like these early first ballot ones will be really good, really fun for guessing because once we get to like if you give me Kurt Schilling or Gary Sheffield stats, I'm never going to be able to pick them out. But at least some of these earlier guys I think will be fun. All right. Um, so real quick, after you guys give your guesses, just let me know gut reaction, Hall of Fame or not. I would not, and it sucks because if he had continued and not had the injury, I think he has a shot. But when you just have a opposite ends of like great to below average, is as all opposite ends of the line as he was. I just think that injury kind of derailed his chances. Do I think he'll get some votes? Yes. Would I vote for him? And, and especially this year? No, I would not. That's tough. Right. I never, I never really saw peak Ryan Howard, at least not when I watch baseball. Um, so that's not really the Ryan Howard I remember, but I would also have to agree with Ben on this one. All right. I this guy, like this guy, have to have, 
sorry, I just feel like you have to have a longer peak. I don't yeah. really know because I kind of like know what the NBA Hall of Fame like there is it's easier to get into. There's a lot of guys that get in there that are maybe like rebounding specialists or we're just really good defensively, yeah. you know, um, whereas NFL I know is a little more strict and you really have to be the best of the best. So I just got to kind of have to get a gauge for like what this is, but I feel like he would have had to have had a little longer of a prime maybe to yeah. get in. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah. And I think when I list off a lot of these stats, and a lot of these accolades for these players, you're going to be like really surprised on how these guys aren't even in the hall of fame. yet. Um, this guy will be a lot easier for you to guess. This player was a two-time all-star a silver slugger, a World Series champion in his 19-year career. He is one of nine players to play the majority of their career at catcher and have over 2,000 hits. Those nine players include Pudge Rodriguez, Ted Simmons, Carlton Fisk, Jason Kendall, Yogi Berra, Mike Piazza, Yadier Molina, Gary Cotter, Gary Carter, and Johnny Bench. This player had a career war of 23.8. Colin, this is all you. If I get this wrong, I'm going to be really upset, though. But I'm going to go with AJ. It is AJ. I was going to say, after you mentioned catcher, that one was in in the bag. Yeah, if I got that wrong, I would have been very upset. Yeah. Yeah, but I I didn't know that about AJ. Those compared to those players who all of them are Hall of Famers except Jason Kendall, uh Yadier Molina, which Yadier will obviously get in there someday. But yeah, um Hall of Famer not boys. Um also going to go with a no here, although I think he's a guy that um I think he'll get closer than Howard will. But I'm also going to go with no on this one. No, when I look at the greatness of a player, it's also what they do. I consider a little bit what happens to them after retirement. AJ's now in the booth, as we all know. He's calling big playoff games for Fox. Now, I wasn't too happy with what I saw from AJ in the booth. (laughs) Man, for whatever reason, we were playing Houston, and maybe he was trying a little too hard to, like, be kept it honest. But he was shitting on us, man. I'm I'm not a big AJ fan right now. I'm gonna have to go not Hall of Fame. Maybe maybe someday he can be in a White Sox Hall of Fame, but <laughs> he will not be in Cooperstown. I agree. All right, this next player, a six-time All-Star, second in Rookie of the Year voting to Justin Verlander. He is a World Series champion over his 12-year career. In his three and a half years in Philadelphia, he had a under 2.3 ERA. In his seven years in Boston, he had a 2.33 ERA. He finished his career with a 23.3 war. I know who this is. Colin, you got any any guesses? Give me a minute. I will forever remember this guy because of an incident that happened while in Washington. 
a very oh, yes. a very funny incident. Oh uh, yes, that happened while in Washington with a with a player that is now that is uh, coming off. Did he win MVP this year? He did. He did. Okay, so yes, an incident that that this player had with another player that just won MVP in 2021. So, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. This guy, I my the first time I because um. When I was so like 2012, 2011-ish, I would have been nine or so, I got Sports Illustrated Kids. And when this guy moved from Boston to Washington, right? That was where he went? Yes. He went from – no, Boston he went Philly, from Boston, Boston to, to Philly. Philly. Yes, okay, that's what I meant. It's hard because he played for both. But when he went from Boston to Philly, the every April it would be the baseball preview issue for that month of Sports Illustrated Kids. And he, they did a big thing about players moving teams because that was the year that uh, that Prince went to Detroit and Pujols went to the Angels and Papelbon was also on that cover. And that's kind of how I, that's my first memory of like a, this dominant closure that had been in Boston and now was going to bring a Philly team another championship, which they never came close. What the hell? Who is it? It is. He already said his name. It's Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, I didn't even realize I said his name. That was a total accident. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. It was Jonathan Papelbon. Yeah. When when but... Ben said Papelbon was also on the cover, that made me think like it's not Papelbon. Oh, yeah. That was a that was <laughs> another guy that was on it. Way to go, Ben. My bad. I apologize. I was too I was too busy in my my uh reminiscing of the good old Sports Illustrated Kids days. <laughs> um, but real quick, Hall of Fame or not? Uh, not that's another guy where his prime, I think, was a decently short period of time. I know he had the days in Boston and he was fine with Philly, but it just was too short and it's it's not up there with the great closures. I mean, you think of the great closures of the game, I don't really think anyone's throwing Jonathan Pavelbon into that mix. Yep. All right. This next player, a two time Cy Young Award winner and won them in back to back years. Is a four-time All-Star, a three-time World Series champion, and threw two no-hitters in his ten-year career. Between the four years of 2007 to 2011, he created a 25.6 WAR and led the league in strikeouts three years in a row. Unfortunately, outside of those four years, the other six seasons, he had above a four ERA and ended his career with a 19.5 career war. And when he was looking for a team, had a tryout in front of Major League Scouts in what I looked like cargo shorts. Very yes. interesting attire. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I I, 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 I'm feeling good so far. I've got I this think, one. I think I know this one. Yeah. Go ahead. Is it Tim Lincecum? Big time Timmy Jim. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. The okay. one and only. The Crazy. man who – like 148 pitch no hitter. Sorry, Donovan. Yes. Well, it's crazy to think that in that four year dominant span he had, he got a 25.6 war and the, for the Hall of Fame, a 50. Remember, like the average is a 50 to 70 career war. So in four years, he was halfway to a Hall of Fame career. Yep. Kind of crazy. It, he was absolutely dominant when he was young and they don't win at least the first two World Series without him because the, the first one in 2010, oh, yeah. he was the dominant number one. And then a lot of people forget the second one in 2012, they used him out of the bullpen and he was really, yes. really good. 
So uh, they don't win those World Series without him. That being said, it's another example of the prime was just way too short, and it, the back half was not good enough. So if if he could have if he had a if he turned that four good years into maybe eight good years, I'm probably saying a different thing right now. But he's he's not going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think I th- this will be very interesting. I'll be shocked if you even hear that. This player is a six-time All-Star in his 16-year career. He is 19th among relievers in war, one spot above Hall of Famer Raleigh Fingers. Of those 20 players, he's one of seven players with a career ERA under three and one of those six players with 350 saves, if that made any sense. I, the, I, I've got this one because the saves okay. thing really helped. Of the 20, only Mariano Rivera, another player on this ballot, and this player have a career ERA plus of 150, which ERA plus, Colin and our fans, um, it's ERA boiled down into kind of a comparable stat between decades where you can compare it between other teams' ballparks and throughout kind of history. It's, it'll, the numbers going into that kind of multiplier will um, change kind of how effective that 150 is. And he had 150 ERA plus. An average for that is 100. So if you get anything above, anything below, shows at average what you are. He was 50 points above average for his career. I was, I knew, I thought I knew who this was, and then you said that there was another player on the ballot. Uh, he has a career war of 26.7. And I should say this as well. Of, uh, of relievers, or not, sorry, not just relievers, of pitchers in general to have an ERA plus above 150 and throw 900 innings for their career. There are nine players in history. It is this player, another player on the ballot, Mariano Rivera, Bill Foster, and Bullet Rogan, who are two Negro League Hall of Famers, Jacob DeGrom, Clayton Kershaw, Pedro Martinez, and Satchel Paige. Pretty good list. I, I might be able to put together a guess or two just based on the process of elimination. Give me a guess. I want to hear it. Give me a guess. I think it's Joe Nathan. I'll That's- go with Billy Wagner. It is Joe Nathan. Okay. And the other player is Billy Wagner. I felt oh, like okay. I said Billy Wagner. I'd give it away. Yeah. I was yes. pretty sure because um, well, I was pretty sure it was Joe Nathan. And then once you said the other player, then I kind of thought about it, but I stuck with Joe Nathan. So that one was, that one was the hardest though. So far, all the other ones, I kind of knew it right away. That one, mm-hmm. just because Joe Nathan's prime, especially with the twins was kind of like the late two thousands, like 08 or nine ish. And I wasn't really watching at that point. So that one was tough. Oh, yeah. This player was a six-time All-Star, a two-time Home Run Derby champion, 
won three silver sluggers in his 12 seasons. In a uh, season average of 162 games for his career, he slashed 283 batting average, a 382 on base percentage, and a 506 slugging percentage with having 32 home runs and 103 RBIs. And he missed one game over a five-year stretch. The knock on this player was that he did not have a very long career, and he only finished his career with 319 home runs and 138 RBIs. Or, sorry, 1,038 RBIs and had a war of 23.8. need to unmute my mic first unless i'm just completely whiffing on this one the uh the two-time home run derby champ gave it away yes yeah yeah no yeah i i, I know who <laughs> i know who this is uh if <sighs> is it the guy i guessed earlier yes yes fielder i knew he was a fielder. two-time derby champ yes Yep. Yeah, kind of blew my mind how he ended his career early. But in the prime of his career, he missed one game over the course of five years. Well, that's That's what made me second guess myself. Yeah, Yeah. same. I figured he would have had more injuries. I was like, he's a bigger guy, you know, and running around that much. It's I I would have thought that he would have had and his averages over those five years were I mean, he hit 283, which is a little high. What I thought he hit 32 home runs and 103 RBIs. He, he also well on his way. Had a fantastic boxing celebration after home runs that he would do with uh, Ryan yes. Braun while he was on the roids. So yes, yes. All right, this next player was an MVP, a four-time All-Star, a home run derby champion, a two-time Silver Slugger, and won a batting title in his 14 seasons. In 2006, the year he won the MVP, he hit 321, 34 home runs, and 130 RBIs. He followed up his MVP season with three straight All-Star games and a 162-game average of 26 home runs, 100 RBIs. He finished his career with a batting title and a war of 27. Unfortunately, his war is behind current players such as Anthony Rizzo, Jose Abreu, Freddie Freeman, and Brandon Belt because he was a bad defender. Yeah, defender. Okay, I think I have my pick. This is is this Mark Teixeira? It is not. Okay. If I, I'm not going to guess again. I'm, I had my original pick the whole way and then changed it. And I have a feeling that it was my original pick. Colin? Uh, I'm kind of between two here. I'm going to go with. Huh. 
I'll I'll go with Big Poppy. It is not Big Poppy. It is the Canadian Justin, Justin Morneau. Morneau. Okay, I would have not that I didn't even think about him. Yep. It was Justin Morneau. I yes, missed most of his career. I don't know when great, did he retire. Great, great MVP season. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a good defender. He had the offensive um, statistics. If he would have stayed healthy, he had some concussion issues, but just does not compare to even active guys like today. Unfortunately, his last year was on the uh, the the White Sox. Ben, yeah. In what year? Well, it was like 2016 ish. Yeah. Okay. I would I would not have guessed that he I would have guessed he retired in like 2012 or 13. So that's Well, I think he won the batting title in 2013 or 2014 okay. with the Rockies. I totally forgot. I was only thinking of him as a twin, but he was a part of that Rockies team with Tulo and Cargo and Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. This will be a fun one. This player won a Cy Young, a pitching triple crown a three-time All-Star, a two-time World Series champion. He won a gold glove and two ERA titles in his 15 seasons. In 2007, he won 19 games, had a 2.54 ERA, and had 240 strikeouts. That was the year he won the pitching triple crown. Excuse me. Over his career, he finished with 2,200 Ks, in 2,400 innings pitched and had a career ERA of 3.63 and finished his career with a three-point or 39.2 war. Sorry, I cannot read this many numbers at once. Is, is this Mark Burley? It's not Mark Burley. Okay, that was – I'm – After World Series champion. Two-time World Series champion. Yeah. Oh. I should have. Okay, so after I got those first bunch right, I've been trying to do it without looking at the ballot, and this is one where I now know that I've I, I could have got had I looked at the ballot. Um, I missed part of that. But do you want me to go, go over it real quick again? I'll go with a uh, a Kurt Schilling. That is incorrect. It Jake is PV. Jake PV. Yep. He got really? the second one with the Giants. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. two with the Giants. He won a Cy Young. Oh, he got two with the crown. Giants. Yeah. No, he got he had, yeah because he was a two-time World Series champion. Yeah. I thought the first was with the White Sox. Nah, he wasn't with the Sox until like 08-09 ish. Okay, got it. Yep. Um. Yeah, very interesting about Jake Peavy. He was a lot he... of innings and a lot of strikeouts. Hall of Famer or no? 39.2 war. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. That's that's very tough. That's, uh, that's my guy, though. He, yeah. he was the first. I remember the first time I ever did, like, all-star voting. I was trying to vote in Jake Peavy. I was I was, he was I remember, wasn't he on, like, the final vote thing that they do every year one year? Like, you know how every year yeah. they do the five final people? Yeah. And I believe he was on one. Because yeah. around one of those years, Cueto was on it, too. And I tried. That was right when I got Twitter. So I was trying I hard. I always remember voting for Jake Peavy and Paul Canerco. Yeah. Oh, I bet Tyler <laughs> was voting for Paul Canerco, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. This next player 
was a four-time All-Star, a Gold Glove winner, a Silver Slugger, and he won an All-Star Game MVP in his 15 seasons. In a stretch between 2003 and 2010, he hit 299, had 102 home runs, and had 400 stolen bases. He had an on-base plus slugging plus of 109, nine points above league average. Unfortunately, after the stretch from the years 2011 to 2016, he only averaged 70 games, and he finished his career with a career war of 39.1. Did you mention that he won an MVP? An all-star game MVP. Oh. Can you give me the home run numbers again? Between the years 2003 and 2010, he had a total of 102 home runs. Okay, I, th- I think I have my pick. I have a pick as well. It? You can have this one. Just shout it out. Jimmy Rollins. That's my pick as well. It is not. No. And I have no clue. It is Carl Crawford. I should have got that too because he signed that giant deal with the Dodgers and he sucked. That's tough. Yep. He was an elite base dealer. Yep. Elite. And he hit almost three, he hit about 300 every year. So he was, you, he was something. That was a good one. That sounded a lot like Jimmy Rollins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I, I know on the back half of his career with the Dodgers and even the White Sox at one point, he was not very good. No, he stunk with the White Sox. I think that was the <laughs> last time he appeared in the majors was with the White Sox. Yeah, it might have been. That 2016 season. So that's where – when you said 2016 was his last, I was like, it's got to be. Yes. <laughs> All right. This player was an MVP, a three-time All-Star, a World Series champion, four-time Gold Glove winner, a Silver Slugger in his 17th season. In his lone MVP season in 2007, he hit 30 homers, 20 triples, 38 doubles, and hit 296. Unfortunately, outside of that, his career wasn't that good. Only hit 264 for his career with a 324 on base and finished his career with 47.6 war. So if it was a 2007 MVP? Yes. All right, I think I have my pick. Just shout it out. Ben, you you, you got this one. I think this one is actually Jimmy Rollins. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he set like some – Extra base hit record when he won his MVP. 30 homers, 20 triples, 38 doubles. That's insane. Man, wow. And he was fast as shit. What year did they win the World Series? Oh, 2009. Yep. Okay. All right. This player was a three-time All-Star, World Series champion, five-time gold glove, three-time silver slugger in his 14 seasons. His 409 career home runs is fifth among switch hitters. He had a 20 or 268 career batting average with a 50.6 career war. Can you say the part before switch hitters one more time for me? Because I have a decent idea, but I want to make sure I'm not missing something. Three time All Star, World Series champion, five time gold gloves three-time Silver Sluggers in 14 seasons. 
I'm going with Mark Teixeira. It's Mark Teixeira. Yep. Cool. I, I was just going to make sure you didn't – something in there wasn't like stolen bases or something because obviously Mark Teixeira <laughs> wasn't swiping bags, and I know that's been on a bunch of these recently. But, yeah, I oh, yeah. I, I confused him with Morneau earlier because I thought Teixeira was the bad defender, but it was Morneau. All right. This player was a 10-time All-Star, a Derby champion, a three-time World Series champion, seven-time Silver Slugger, a World Series MVP in his 20 Major League seasons. The knock on this player, and it will be for this Hall of Fame candidacy, was his only connection to steroids was in 2003, MLB did a voluntary drug test and in 2009, the New York Times leaked the names who supposedly tested positive in that drug test. This player finished top five in MVPs five times as a DH, finished his career with 542 career home runs, and had a 55.3 war. This is a trick question because you were trying to get us with the steroids question, but you didn't get me. I know who it is. Who is it? Yeah, what was that war? A 55.3 war. Then it's definitely not who I originally thought it was. And how many MVPs? He finished. He did not have an MVP. He got a World Series MVP. Okay. But he finished top five in the MVP voting five times. So I don't know who it is then. I'll let Ben guess. None other than, and uh, Yankees lose. Big Poppy. Oh. It is Big yep. Poppy. Oh, okay. Big he never Poppy. won MVP? Never won MVP. Really? Electric in the playoffs, though. Electric in the playoffs. Hall I of Fame or not? Yes, Hall of Fame. I don't know if he'll be first ballot, but he, he is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty confident. He's got to be. All right. Yeah. Also, God, God bless that uh, he's alive right now because he had that scare. Yes. Yep. Yes. I almost forgot about are that. You, you're, are you saying he's a Hall of Famer, Donovan? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. This player should be very easy for you guys, but I'm just going to go through his accolades because it's fun to go through. This player, excuse me, is a three-time MVP, a 14-time All-Star, a World Series champion, two-time Gold Glove, ten-time Silver Slugger, won a batting title in his 22 seasons. He signed the biggest contract in Major League Baseball twice. He took and lied about using steroids. In the 2001 and 2002 season, he hit a combined 109 home runs and played every game while hitting over 300. He is fourth all-time in home runs. He admitted to taking steroids when he uh, went to Texas, which when he was 25 years old. But when he was 18, he was linked to working out with Jose Canseco, avid steroid user. And this and is this loser is a, this to is, Billy Hot takes in rough and rowdy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. However, this is this is a funny uh, thing that I did not know beforehand. 
he did not make his varsity baseball team as a freshman in high school. But between <laughs> the years of sophomore and junior season, that summer, he added 28 pounds of muscle and increased his bench by over 200 pounds. Holy shit. Who is this player, and is he Hall of Fame or not? It's an absolute shame that he isn't already. What is – I I think we both – Who is it? Is. Alex Rodriguez. It's Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. I – can we – what is his war? His war. Oh, I – oh, shit. I forgot to add his war. Hold on. Please hold. His career war is 117.5. Golly. I think – the steroid thing is going to hurt him, but I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but I think when we get to our ballots. Oh, well, okay. He retired. He didn't retire that long ago, though, so he hasn't really been on the ballot. Long. This is his. Yeah, like yeah, it's his first like year it. on the ballot. Okay. This is so all the guys I just listed are all their first years on the ballots, which means okay, they okay. retired five years ago. Which all these guys retired twenty sixteen. Okay. Oh, I got you. All right. So from here on out, these are guys that are not on the first year. They have been on the ballot. And I'm going to, when I give you their resume, I'm going to tell you what percent they got on the ballot the previous year. Does that make sense? Got it? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Of, I'm just looking at the ballot right now. I don't know how many of these I'm going to get, but I will give it my best shot. <laughs> All right. This player is a four-time All-Star, a World Series champion in his 17 seasons. This is his second year on the ballot. In his second MLB season, he won 20 games and was second in the Cy Young voting to Pedro Martinez, the year where he had a 1.7 ERA. He went top six in the Cy Young voting three more times the rest of his career. He had eight seasons of over 200 innings pitched. He finished his career with 3,126 innings pitched and is the only guy in the top 30 of pitching war with more innings uh, than Pedro Martinez. And he finished his career with a 57.9 career war, and he got 5.2% of the votes last year. Ooh. So made it by the skin of his teeth. Man, that is not. I would I would have expected it's been higher. I think I know who this player is, but is just it, shout it out. Is it someone I have already guessed? No. Then I have no clue. Just shout out a guess. You got nothing. Hold on, I need to go back to the ballot. It's only second year on the ballot. Only his second year on the ballot, which means he retired six years ago. Uh, Tim Hudson. It is Tim Hudson. Okay. I was originally going to guess Burley I again. Know. I wouldn't have got that. That was more just a process elimination by the fact that I knew he pitched in 14, and I wasn't sure, but I knew he retired around 2015. So well, I knew it wasn't Burley when you said he finished, uh, what, second Cy Young that early? Yeah. 
I I don't know much about Burley's career. That's the thing. So I hear pitcher. It's just like, oh, it could be Burley. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This next player, no shot. Yes, this guy. Two-time All-Star, home run derby champion, won a gold glove and a silver slugger in his 18 years. He had eight straight seasons of a hundred walks. Only him and Frank Thomas have done that. Wow. The only two players that have a higher on-base percentage and more steals than this player are Barry Bonds and Ricky Henderson. He finished his career with the same exact war as Vladimir Guerrero with a 60.2 war, and he got 8.7% of the votes last year. Just by looking at this ballot, do you have a guess, Colin? Because if not, I would give. No, I don't. I am going to guess Andrew Jones. Wrong. Yeah, I guess Bobby Abreu. Yeah, I would not. I I couldn't tell you anything about Bobby Abreu's career. He was he was just a solid player. He was he's the definition of Paula very good. I think he excelled at getting on base. That was. All he did, he stole a lot of bases, especially the younger part of his career. All right, this next player, five-time All-Star, nine-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time Silver Slugger in his 19 seasons. He won nine straight Gold Gloves in center field. He hit 353 home runs and had 195 steals in his career. His two silver sluggers he won came at the age of 33 and 37. He had a 50.7 war, and he had 9.5% of the vote on his second year on the ballot. This is his second year on the ballot. I like my chances with this one. Just shout it out. Mr. Tory Hunter. It is Tory Hunter. Nice. I used to always use the Tigers in like early MLB the show on my PS Vita. And I was like, this team is stacked. We got Prince Fielder. We got Miguel Cabrera. We got Tory Hunter batting second. That was a, that was a stacked team. I didn't know you were oh, yeah. tired in 2015. I thought you were tired a couple years before that. Nope. He was on those no, Tigers sir. teams that would like just be stacked on paper and then not win a World Series. Yeah. Those seems were annoying. <laughs> All right, this next player, five-time All-Star, a World Series champion, and a four-time Gold Glover. He had 14 straight years of 200 or more innings, and in his final season, he missed that mark by four outs. Reminder. 14 out of his 16 seasons, he consecutively had 200 or more innings pitched. And in his final season, he missed it by four outs. He threw 3,282 career innings with a career ERA of 3.81. He was known as always being consistent but never dominant and had a 59.1 career war. And he received 11% of the vote last year. This will be his second year on the ballot. Shout it out if you know it. Is it's, this it's Mark Burley? This is Mark Burley. 
Good thing I didn't shout it out because I would have said Andy Pettit. <laughs> <laughs> no one eats innings like Mark Burley. No one eats innings. I was tempted to put the perfect game, but I felt if I put that, it'd be too obvious. That would have threw it away, yeah. All right, this next player. Wait, wait, is he deserving, though? Is he? After the resume I gave you. I want to hear your guys' opinion because I'm biased. I think he's good, but I think what you're going to learn from the rest of the guys on the ballot, it is so stacked, especially with having – I think two out of the last three years, no guys have been voted in. So you're starting to get a lot of the accumulation of steroid users as well as just solid players. And the ballot is going to keep getting more and more stacked. And it's going to be harder for those consistent guys to get in that weren't just, you know, great, just always consistent. Wasn't Burley not great on the back half, like when he went to Miami and Toronto? He wasn't great. His ERA definitely went up, but he always made every start through 200 innings, which is a really good accomplishment. Yep. All right. This next player was a three-time All-Star and a five-time World Series champion in his 18-year career. He got caught with PEDs, and he admitted to it. He finished top six in the Cy Young voting five times and finished second at the age of 24. He had 256 career wins with a 3.85 ERA and pitched 3,316 innings. He's always good, but not great. He had a 60.2 war and he received 13.7% of the vote. This will be his fourth year on the ballot. Now, this one, I think, is Andy Pettit. You'd be correct. There you go. Yeah, very interesting with Andy Pettit. Five-time World Series champion definitely helped with that one. Yes. Yes. This next player was an MVP, a seven-time All-Star, won a home run derby, and was a six-time Silver Slugger. This player is in the same exact scenario when it comes to PEDs as David Ortiz, where in 2003, MLB did a voluntary drug test, and in 2009, the New York Times leaked that list in 2003 of players that supposedly tested positive. This player in a stretch between 1998 and 2000, that five-year span, hit 292 home runs. He finished his career with 609 home runs and a career batting average of 273. He had a 58.6 war. He received 17% of the vote last year. This is his 10th year on the ballot. 10th year on the ballot? 10th year on the ballot. Golly. I, I, is like it, I, uh, I might have a guess. No, I don't know. Shout it out. You got nothing to lose. Uh, you said his, his allegations are from 2003. 
So he tested. So MLB did a voluntary drug test in 2003 just to see if players were taking like supplements that contain things that violated the mm-hmm. MLB policy. But in 2009, the New York Times somehow got a hold of that list and leaked it. And a bunch of players that were on that list were rumored to take steroids. I think and I uh, some of those players were convicted. Some people admitted. Some people continue to deny it. But they're on that list. There's no evidence that they took steroids, just the allegations. If you want to take take a guess, you can, Colin, with this one. I'm between two guys. Is it uh, did he play for the Cubs? He did play for the Cubs. It was Sammy. Slamming Sammy. Sosa. I would have totally guessed Sammy, but I thought his allegations came before 03. The thing with him was was that it was the home run chase with McGuire. Yeah, McGuire that was was openly taking steroids, okay. and Sammy just had to compete against him. So okay. everyone was thinking That's, Sammy did. But I, there I, is no – yeah. I totally thought Sammy because of the home runs. I just thought – I because th- I, I watched, like, the ESPN documentary on it that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. I just thought that it was known that he was doing it by 98. But that makes sense that it came out. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't bring this up because I thought it would give away but Sammy Sosa also has the court bat uh, kind of allegation where yeah. he played a game and where a bat broke and corks came out of it. He was suspended and fined a couple games, but there was no evidence that he used it throughout his career. So very interesting. Good. This next player was a 12-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, nine-time Silver Slugger, a World Series MVP, and won a batting title in his 19 years. He had a career of career statistical of 555 home runs and 547 doubles with over 1,800 RBIs and was a 312 hitter. He made it to 11 straight All-Star games but failed two PED tests and was on the Mitchell report. He retired in 2011, 2011 because of a possible 100-game suspension coming. He finished his career with a 69.3 war. He had 28.2% of the votes in last year's ballot. This will be his sixth year on the ballot. I think I Yeah, I have a guess for this one as well. I'm going with Manny Ramirez for this one. Same. Manny being Manny. Yep. There you go. Because he finished – was he on the Dodgers when this career came to an end? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Because wasn't the Dodgers where that that viral video of him, like, catching the ball and then high-fiving the fan and then throwing it back in? Wasn't that from? No, that was was when he was in Boston. Okay. But was the game in L.A.? I don't know. I think it was in Baltimore. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Something like that. Anyway, yep. this next player was an MVP, a five-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger in his 17 years. He has the most home runs of any second baseman of all time at 377. 
In his six seasons with the Giants, he hit 175 home runs. The knock on him was he was a very bad defender. And in his 162-game average, he hit 290, 27 home runs, and 107 RBIs. He had a 55.5 career war. He received 32.4% of the vote in last year's ballot. This is his ninth year on the ballot. Donovan currently dying trying to get these stats out. Yeah, sorry. I was I had a big cough to get out there. Sorry. Sorry about that. Whew. I feel like I no. should know at second base when you played for the Giants. Um ninth year on the ballot. It could be Jeff Kent, but I have absolutely no who, clue who Jeff Kent even is. Like, I couldn't tell you. Could it be Omar Vizquel? It is not Omar Vizquel, but it is Jeff Kent. Okay, that's, that's the reason. Because, like, all these other dudes I mostly know, but I, I could not have told you a thing about Jeff Kent. So Yeah, it's, it's funny. I know you guys watch uh, 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 SB Nation. Secret um, base now. Secret base. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, go check out their video on beef between uh, Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent. Because for those Giants teams, Barry Bonds would hit third, Jeff Kent would hit fourth, and they beefed all the time. And I learned a lot about those two. But, yeah, Jeff Kent was um, a known steroid hater. Then and I can see why they Barry have beef. Yep. Yes. And, but Jeff Kent was also known as a major asshole. Yeah, so he won an MVP, and that's that's an electric duo. Mo- most home runs of any second baseman of all time. Not too shabby. No, not at all. All right, <clears throat> this player is a five-time All Star, ten-time Gold Glove winner, and a Silver Slugger in his seventeen-year career. Between the years of nineteen ninety-eight and two thousand and seven. Only Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez had a better war than this player. Of center fielders with 10 or more gold gloves, that list is Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, and this player. Of all players with 10 gold gloves and 400 or more home runs, it is Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, Mike Schmidt, and this player. He had 100 or more RBIs five times in his career, 35 or more home runs five times, and 30 doubles five times. Unfortunately, after his incredible 10-year run, he fell off a cliff. In his final four years, he hit 221 and never played more than 110 games. He finished his career with a 62.7 war, he received 33.9% of the vote. This is his fifth year on the ballot. Okay, so I have an idea here, and I'm trying to ask you without giving it away. I know this clue won't make a ton of sense to listeners, but does this player often get a like 97 or 99 like inning master boss card? No. Okay. Gary Sheffield. No. <laughs> I don't know. 
I was going to guess, and I could have just gave a horrible clue. It's not Andrew Jones. It is Andrew Jones. Okay, then I'm thinking of someone else. There's someone else in that game who always gets like a, a boss card. I don't know who I'm thinking of. And you Those, being the big you being the big MLB the show guy. Yes, 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 yes. We know, but Andrew Jones, very good, very good. Remember, you got to keep track of these stats because we got to make our ballots when we're done. Oh God, my ballot is going to be pretty small. Not not impressed with a ton of these stats. Mm-hmm. This player was a nine-time All-Star, World Series champion, a five-time Silver Slugger, and won a batting title in his 22 seasons. He did admit to using steroids, said he only used them before and during the 2002 season, which I think at that point he was about 12 years into his career. He followed the 20 or sorry, 2002 season with a third place finish at MVP, a second place finish at MVP, and an eighth place finish at MVP. He ended his career with 509 home runs and 253 career steals. <coughs> sorry. My God. Only players to have 500 or more home runs and 250 steals are Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Willie Mays, and this player. He had a higher walk rate than a strikeout rate for his career. He finished with 60.5 war, and he received 40.6% of the vote, and this is his eighth year on the ballot. I have absolutely no clue who this is, even though I should know based on all these top categories he's in. You know, we're pretty limited here. So, uh, Gary Sheffield. Wasn't Omar a base stealer? Yes. And this is Gary Sheffield. Oh, okay. Wow. It is Gary Sheffield. Yeah. I'll take it. Is it the same Gary Sheffield at at Wrigley? Like that Gary Sheffield? or I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Isn't Sheffield one of the roads outside of Wrigley? Oh, yeah. Like when you hit it out of the stadium, they always say you hit it on the Sheffield. Is that, the, yeah, is that, that no, Gary Sheffield? No. This guy never played. They wouldn't enable it after a, a way player. This guy played for the well, Marlins. I didn't, I didn't know if he was ever a Cub or not. He bounced around a lot of teams. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. This player is a five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, four-time Silver Slugger, won a batting title in 17 seasons. He played in a hitter-friendly ballpark. But even with that, he had a 133 career OPS plus, 33 above league average. And he had a career slash of a 316 batting average, a 414 on-base percentage, and a 539 slugging percentage. And most people that get the 300, 400, 500 slash line make the Hall of Fame. He had over 2,500 hits for his career and 369 home runs. He had a 61.8 war and he received 44.9% of the vote in his fourth year on the ballot. This is the fourth year on the ballot. Did this player have a home field advantage? Very much so. Okay. I've, I've got this player. Colin, would you like to take a guess? 
Who is it, Ben? It is Todd Helton. I'm not, yeah, see, I'm not familiar with Todd Helton. Todd I, Helton. I caught the Great very, Rocky. very, very end of Todd Helton, like the, like the last year, I believe. All time, all time great Rocky. Yeah. All right. This player was a seven time All Star, won reliever of the year once in his 16 seasons. He pitched 900 innings, and he is second to only Mariano Rivera at ERA. He's the only pitcher since 1940 with 900 innings pitched and a whip below one. You don't, if you're not familiar, whip stands for walks and hits per innings pitch, and it was below one. He is sixth in all-time saves with 422, and he has the lowest hits per nine innings against uh, for players to pitch at least 900 innings. He finished his career with 1,196 strikeouts. He had a 27.7 career war. This is his... Oh, and he received 46.4% of the votes. This is his seventh year on the ballot. Oh, uh, is this is this uh, Billy Wagner? This is Billy Wagner. Okay. Okay. I get he was like my second guess on this, this whole thing, and I completely forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, Billy Wagner, really fucking good. Oh yeah. I right. can tell you anything about him, but seems like a <laughs> he cool was, player. He was short. It's got to be good. He was a lefty and he threw hard. That's all you got to know. Sure. All right. This player was a three-time All-Star, an 11-time Gold Glove winner, and is 24 long, or career years in Major League Baseball. He was a career 272 hitter. But in 1999, he did hit 333. He had 80 career home runs, but he had a career fielding percentage of .985 with 49 career defensive runs saved and a 45.6 career war. He received 49.1% of the votes. This is his fifth year on the ballot. What position? Uh, he played a lot of different positions, actually. Uh, I have a guess. Yeah, you can have this one. Omar Vizquel? You would be correct. I was, I was, yeah. That was going to be my guess because we don't have a lot of position players left, and one of them who has to be coming here soon, I will, I will almost guarantee I'll get. So. <clears throat> this next player was a Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Star, World Series champion, won eight gold gloves, silver slugger, in his 17-year career. <clears throat> I am sicker than shit right now. <laughs> uh, he is 10th all-time in war for third basemen, and in the top 11 war for third basemen are all in the Hall of Fame except this player and Adrian Beltre, who will not be eligible for a couple more years. He hit 316 career home runs and had over 2,000 hits. 
He hit over 25 home runs seven times, and he was a career 281 hitter. He is a 70.1 career war and received 52.9% of the vote. This is his fifth year on the ballot. I need to look at one thing. Yep, okay. I, I was just fact-checking something before I said something stupid, but yeah, I, I knew who this was. Who is it? Former end of his career Cincinnati Red lost the Reds a playoff series, arguably Scott Rowan. Scott Rowan, Rowan, Rowan. Made a Rowan. crucial error that won the Giants game three and turned the 2012 NLDS into what was a 2-0 Reds lead into a 3-2 series win for the Giants. Sad face. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, this next player was a six-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, and was a World Series MVP in his 20-year career. He'll be forever known for the bloody sock game. He was second in Cy Young three times in his career. He led MLB in innings, wins, and Ks twice and had two 300-plus strikeout seasons. He had a career playoff ERA of 2.23 and was 11-2 in the playoffs. He was 4-1 in the World Series with a 2.06 ERA. But his one knock on the ballot is that he actually does not want to be on the ballot. (laughs) He has a (laughs) 79.5 career war, and he received 71.1% of the vote. This will be his 10th year on the ballot. That was a good one. This guy was very active on Twitter. What was it, last year when he kind of went on a rain on Twitter? Yes, he lost his yeah. goddamn mind. He did. Yep, I know who this is. Is it uh, Kurt Schilling? Mm-hmm. This is Kurt Schilling. Nice. Yeah, he actually doesn't want to be on the ballot. I, I mentioned it at the beginning of this, but he, the whole veterans committee, when you don't make the Hall of Fame, he's actually been <clears throat> advocating that he gets voted into the Hall of Fame through that, which is very interesting. Um, and as you, if you're checking off all the boxes, I think you'll realize I saved kind of the two best for last. So here they are. This player won an MVP, seven Cy Youngs, two pitching triple crowns. Ooh, I know, oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> an 11-time All-Star. Two-time World Series champion, seven ERA titles, and won an All-Star Game MVP. Go figure. In his 24-year career, he used steroids, but during a time oh who didn't? <laughs> but during a time where they were not enforced in Major League Baseball, he had 12 seasons of 200 plus strikeouts. And another 12 seasons having an ERA under three. He had 4,916 career innings with 4,672 strikeouts. He had 118 complete games, 46 shutouts, 
a career ERA of 3.12 and a war of 139.2. He received 61.2% of the vote. This is his 10th year on the ballot. Roger that. Roger, Roger. Roger Clements. 139.2. That's all right. That'll play. It's okay. Who has the highest war of like all active players right now? I wonder. Active? I think it's Mike Trout. Yeah, it's got to be Trout. I'm looking it up. Yes. Um, but we'll 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 get the big gun. Anyone want to guess it before we uh go into the stats? <laughs> um. Well, you I see. Think what, instead, let's all just take a guess at what his war was. Ooh, well, yeah, I'm not like going to take a guess because I saw it like two seconds ago. Okay. Sorry, I'm not trying to ruin the fun. Well, I'll go through his stats. This player was a seven-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, won a home run derby, eight-time gold glove, 12-time silver slugger, and won two batting titles in his 22-year career. Same boat as Roger Clemens and the fact that he – took steroids in a time where they were not enforced. He's the all-time home run leader with 762 home runs, having one season, the all-time single-season record, 73 home runs. He started taking steroids in the year 1998 because of what he saw from Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. So before he ever took steroids, for his career, he hit 411 home runs, won three MVPs, and had a 99.9 career war. In the years following after he took steroids, 2001 through 2004, that four-year span, He hit 209 home runs, had a war of 47.3, had a 349 batting average, a 559 on base percentage, and a 809 slugging percentage. He walked 30.9% of the time and won MVP every single one of those four years. By the way, no other player outside of Barry Bonds has more than three MVPs. Barry Bonds won four MVPs four years in a row. He stole 514 bases in his career. He's the only player in Major League Baseball to have 500 home runs and 500 steals. He's also the only player in Major League Baseball to have 400 home runs and 400 steals. In 2001, he went through a 50-game span where he hit 30 home runs, 31 home runs, and he hit a homer in six straight games twice. He has more intentional walks than the entire Tampa Bay Rays franchise. He has a career war of 162.7, and he received 106, or sorry, he received 61.8% 61.8% of the votes. This is his 10th year on the ballot. This is Barry Bonds. 
It's a shame we didn't get to. I'm jealous of people who got to watch this guy in his prime. Insane. Massive. All-time head side, by the way. By, by the way, real quick before we wrap this up with our final ballots, it is not Trout as the active leader. Take one more guess at who it is. Trout I is mean, number I, two. I just saw Oh, that. you know what? Give me poo holes. Yep. Donovan, yep. do you think you can get the other three in the top five, all pitchers? In, that are active? Yes. Kershaw. That is number four. You got three and five left. Wainwright? Nope. Wayno is number 16. Give oh. me Scherzer? Nope. Scherzer, Scherzer is an eight. Really? Verlander. Verlander is five. Verlander. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give one more guess. He pitched in this World Series. Yeah. All right. I was going to guess Granky. Yep. It is Granky. There are some interesting ones in here, such as Brett Gardner, number 19. Oh, yeah. If you go to just position players, uh, your best friend, Lorenzo Cain, is in, like, the top 24. If you you go to position – Lorenzo Cain is number 22. Uh, You have Robinson Cano at three for position players. Evan Longoria at six. Angelton Simmons, number 23 for position players. What a thought. Defense helps a lot. With yeah, Omar. yes, that is, is strictly off of defense because that guy has never been in. Well, that's that's part of the reason Omar Scales on the ballot. Yeah, but I gave you a resume of every single player on the ballot. Now you have as much as to ten people to vote for, and as little as zero. I'm not asking who you think is going to make the Hall of Fame. If you were handed a ballot, you had to vote. Who are you voting for? I'll give you guys time to take it out. All right. So for my ballot, this is this is very here here. If I, if you're asking me to vote today, here's who I am checking the box for. I'm checking the box for David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez. I'm checking my box for those two first year players or first year on the ballot players. And then as we get as we go along, I am checking the box for Sammy Sosa. Manny Ramirez, Andrew Jones, Todd Helton. I don't know what number I'm at. And then I would check the box for the current top four in percents in terms of voting percentage, Roland Clemens, Bond, and Schilling. You, as you can see, a consistent theme. My the steroid factor didn't really play a role considering I voted for most of the great players that did steroids. So let's see. I'll go back to it. I had uh, Ortiz and Rodriguez were one and two. Then I had Sosa three, Manny four, Andrew Jones was five. Todd Elton was six. Roland, Clemens, Bond. So I, I used a full 10. Yeah, you, used a, you used a full 10 and you left guys such as Gary Sheffield, um, Billy Wagner, and you know, uh, a guy like Joe Nathan, maybe if you were to vote for him, yeah, Omar Vizquel. So that's where I, I'm doing this very quickly. If if you're kind of, I didn't necessarily take into account like if we're looking at years left on the ballot, where maybe you leave off Ortiz and Rodriguez, guys are gonna be there for nine more years, and yeah, in favor of the older because that's a lot of the strategy that goes into it. 
And I'm sure that is taken into account by the 400 something writers. Yes. Yes. Colin, do you want to go or do you want me to? Sure. Go? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Give me Bonds. Give me Clemens. Give me Manny. Give me Schilling. Yeah, keep keep the finger coming. I'm gonna lose track. That's four. You gotta give me Big Poppy. You, you know, I gotta I gotta I gotta throw in guys I'm familiar with and guys that I watch. Gotta give me A Rod. That's six. Six. Give me Roland. And give me my boy, Mr. Perfect Game, uh, Mark Burley. I got to throw him in there. That's my boy. White Sox legend. That's your eight? You're only, you're only doing eight? I, I don't think I'd be able to decide on two other ones. So That's I'm fine. With the eight. That's fine. I got I to throw my boy, Mark, man. He's too much of a legend. He means too much to the <laughs> franchise. I can't believe I, I respect it. I respect it. This is how I attack my ballot. The first four guys they voted for are guys that I think should be in the Hall of Fame based on talent alone and that did not get caught with steroids at any point in their career. Those four guys are Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Todd Hill. Those are four. I like then, that. then I separated steroid all the steroid users into their own categories because there are their own categories there's the people that took steroids in a time where steroids were not forced that's barry bonds roger clemens gary sheffield that's that category then you have the guys that were linked to steroids but never convicted of steroids that's david ortiz and sammy sosa and then you have guys that took steroids in a time when they were frowned upon and when they were getting cracked down upon. That's Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez. What I did was I took the guys that there's no proof that they took them. So the four I voted in, I added David Ortiz and Sammy Sosa. Of the, did I say Sammy Sosa? You did not. Okay, I'll, I'll make him my ninth. Okay. And then of the four spots remaining, I added the three other players that took steroids before they were enforced. So that's Gary Sheffield, Roger Clements, and Barry Bonds. Those are the nine I'm voting for. I left off Schilling because he doesn't want to get voted in. I left off Manny Ramirez, A-Rod, because they took steroids when it was frowned upon. They'll get in eventually. They're just not going, at least A-Rod is not going down as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's one of those where they're in the same situation. You can't vote one in without the other. So those are the nine I'm voting. I like that. I mean, because obviously this is your thing and you did a bunch of research on this before. before we recorded this today and you have a lot more stats and reasoning going into yours which i think makes a whole lot of sense which is why you would also make a much better hall of fame voter than i would just because 
<laughs> like I, I am very confident in my ability to do like things like this, what it'd be with the NFL, but with MLB, at least going back to the older players, not as much. So that was fun though. Very fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to wrap up this episode of uh, Tub Talk Sports Podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. And remember, the final votes are counted on January 25th. So we will see who gets in, who gets not. Will Bonds and Clemens finally become Hall of Famers? Will Kurt Hall of Famer when he does not want to be? Will no one get voted in? for the second year in a row. BBS. We'll find out on January 25th. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. And if you've listened this far, you must be an absolute true baseball fan. So we hope you enjoyed <laughs> and, and I hope hopefully got the chance to play this game along with us. Cause you know, obviously we have a, a large popularity of, of listeners that would have seen a decent amount of these players. So hopefully that was as enjoyable for you as it was for us, because at least for Colin and I, some of this we're learning on the fly. So that was fun. But we will see you all in the next episode.